Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we had to go with that guy on his mal route as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 143rd episode in the series, Miles to Go. It's a good pun. I like it. It's pretty um, great. I love it. <laughs> but this is, you know, this this kicks off the absolutely bizarre <laughs> two episode arc, or I guess three episode arc if you really count the uh well no, two. It's not a it's not a two part episode. Um of uh witness protection program. It's so bizarre, but as we'll discuss, it touches so many other episodes within the Golden Girls too, and, and makes you question a lot of things. Yeah, when um the cheese man is finally revealed to be Jerry Seinfeld's father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The highest episode ever, rated ever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, we'll 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 get to that. But like you know, this it's it's funny because they it is like this. It this episode does feel like a two parter in a way because it's the the reveal is made and then it's immediately rescinded, right? Like he he has to leave, and it's like really intense. And they actually like for such a ridiculous storyline and again this kind of goes back to what we said in the beginning of like we you know as kids watching this thinking that like you know somehow much like organ transplants we were going to know like tons <laughs> of people who had like some contact with the witness protection program even though that hilariously is like anti what the witness protection program is supposed to be about but i feel like that but between that and goodfellas like i heard about it a lot but um but yeah, there's, I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. It's still, they still do a pretty good job. At least like it makes me tear up at the end, uh, you know, with a little uh, poem on page 73 that she reads. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so dorky, but it actually like kind of works out really well. And it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like philosophy here of just about relationships and choices, even though the framing is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go to Chicago. It's like totally, it's so, you know, it's such a, um, it's kind of breezed over because like it's, I don't know, it's probably like 18 minutes into the show. So they really have to move it along. But like, of course, Rose isn't going to go somewhere where she can't have contact with her family or like her friend, you know, like it's so, I feel like when that part is revealed, it's like a non, it's like, you know, not even up for debate. Um, but it's really sad and and I feel like it's similar to like almost how we see Dorothy with like Glenn O'Brien or um uh what's his name Ken like when you have to leave somebody that you really like and in this case like Rose really loves Miles like they just can't be together and I think like that's what's so sad about it at the end when she's reading the the um the poetry yeah exactly it's not there's not a a reason where you can be like oh we've fallen out of love we fall you know we we don't have a connection anymore that kind of thing it's not that sort of like decomposition it's just like there is a real practical reason <laughs> in this case again bizarre but yeah to your point and what i was saying earlier it was like it is, it is metaphorically like stand in for many relationships however um you know whatever lack of uh running from the mob other people <laughs> people have in their lives <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll relate to it you know poke some holes there i think yeah, um yeah, yeah but should we talk about the like i guess the b and the c story so um totally. blanche and the the tag thing is very um 
it reminds me a lot of the nanny that comes up a lot on the nanny yeah, of like I have to return totally. this dress don't get anything on it um and it's you know it's the same thing with Blanche and like the bed and I really like actually when she's like it's not illegal it's just wrong like she yeah, knows she should she be doing exactly, it exactly <laughs> although I do have to question that you know the entire dress swap thing happening in the kitchen is a little dangerous around all the food don't you think <laughs> It's not exactly yeah but i was thinking i guess like the hang sometimes when i have to steam clothing i do it in the kitchen because it's just like there's a higher place to hang it so i was thinking that um but like i don't know it's so i don't know you know like dorothy also being like you can't do that whatever it's so in their characters um and blanche is so weird because i'm just so unclear on her financial picture like she owns this home (laughs) she's got a family that like had an estate and yet she's trying to return this 300 dollars dress like (laughs) well i mean 300 bucks in the 80s that's that's a lot of money even for someone who's fine you know like well off enough yeah yeah you know i mean this is the whole reason rent the runway was introduced right you just want to wear it once for christ's sake you want to wear something new um so instead of buying it and returning it which is just wrong (laughs) you should rent it that's what happened put it on take it off and then put it on take it off again (laughs) (laughs) come on Oh, it's so great. But yeah, I do like that one. Um, and I love the the battle of uh, you know, Sophia. <laughs> and like it's the the line where she's like, she's like, you'll be barren. Okay, worse, you won't be barren is an incredible line for this show and this show only. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, yeah. it's so wonderful. <laughs> I love um, even just like smaller going back when Dorothy and Sophia are talking about how like Sophia's trying to get a plan, whatever. And uh, they're talking about how Dorothy's a scrabbleholic. And uh, <laughs> later when Sophia's like, I'd rather stay home and eat flat. <laughs> just like the doubling down on fake scrabble words, I know, right? which I, I, I'm pretty sure is used earlier. Like it's still so funny. And it's so funny because like that's Sophia's character. Like she cheats at games. <laughs> Yeah, that's very consistent, right? With exactly, you know, exactly what she would do. So hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I I do so let's 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 get back to the A story here because I I really love <laughs> like you said, oh boy, Miles reading poetry, sign me up, sign me up, which is really hilarious. Um, but uh the you know he like we were saying the he's an accountant right he's revealed to be an accountant and but yet he has he's playing he's playing a role of a college professor like does he just personally good old nicholas carbone who he actually is does he personally have just like a super nerdy literary interest i mean like they the poetry night like he doesn't have any of his like dorky terrible snooty friends that are at that mega party he has when like he and rose are first dating and it's just the girls and it's like wait what is it like what what is the deal here like he clearly can pontificate about these subjects but like I, it just cracks me up that they went with accountant which is like a complete other side of the brain <laughs> type of profession <laughs> accountant who's involved with like mob business so like i mean i guess they're just trying to make a point about chicago is that everyone is connected yeah 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 (laughs) where's geraldo when you need him um 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they build the witness protection program placement around like your personal interests. <laughs> I'm not really sure how it works, but but again, um, later as we see, he then becomes an Amish carpenter. So like Samuel what? Plankmaker, of course. <laughs> it sucks, or, Rose. <laughs> or is it like different? <laughs> is it like? <laughs> Is it like different <laughs> levels, right? Like your first pass, okay, you're running away. I guess you get to choose. And the second pass, like, oh man, we really got to hide you. <laughs> I have no idea. I also love the like undue process of this where it's just like, oh, can it be? Am I free? It was on TV. Cool. And we we leave literally no time to confirm that he didn't fake his death. <laughs> he stained his desk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Immediately, like... Yeah, he stayed stuff. But like, you know, it's like, okay, we can do a little due diligence here, FBI. Like if we're doing witness protection program, like to place him and then say you're out and it's fine and you can reveal absolutely everything. <laughs> it's really, yeah. It's really just pretty funny. Oh my God. Um, But also like, yeah, the the mob idea of like a vendetta that would only be the cheese man coming after him just feels like like that it wouldn't though he wouldn't have like a bunch of different dudes chasing i i don't know it just it just seems really i i don't understand the mob <laughs> well i mean i it definitely doesn't work like that where like the one guy who is mad at you who seems to be pretty high up like that's yeah. not all you have to Comes worry right about from prison to kill you <laughs> and like just because he's dead yeah miles is whatever it, i mean there's so many like holes in this story so i guess like we should just get into them like one um i was trying to remember like i know there's the samuel Plankmaker episode but they never really like clean it up in terms of like that happens and then he just goes back to being miles so like is he just assuming this new identity and like nick who ordered a shrimp cocktail and a whiskey neat like that guy's dead and gone i don't understand <laughs> but it's funny because the, he immediately switches back to nick it, it's i don't know i ha, i don't pretend to understand how i might actually like behave in a similar circumstance when you've just been like living as one person and then you're like oh thank god i can be nick again as <laughs> you completely yeah. change everything about your life very very strange um but i i do like i do like roses like sort of you know childlike naivete about like you just change your name and sort of like your identity although it you know i mean it does it does bring up different questions of like hey i actually like living as this fake person more right i prefer to be miles and it yeah. seems that his the most like his specific driving force for lack of a better term in his life as miles is his relationship with rose who knows him as miles right who knows him as a college professor in fact that's like a whole part of like their <laughs> their discussion when they started dating right so it's it's just really it's really funny to me where yeah maybe he would just want to stick with miles but he does have like a little bit of a masquerade as nick or not a masquerade but he lives as nick for like at least that one dinner <laughs> where they go out together it's very strange yeah it's very oh. short-lived that he's like being his true yeah, self or exactly. i guess not <laughs> i guess not i have no idea it's very strange um also by the way i witness protection i have to correct myself is run by the u.s marshals actually it is not run by the fbi so I interesting make sure that everybody knows that <laughs> yeah well all the times you're interacting with people now you'll be wondering if the marshals place them <laughs> exactly there you go there you go 
Um, another thing that comes up for me is in, in the continuity, obviously we can just laugh about the fact that, you know, this actor, Harold Gould, actually played Arnie, but like it was meant to be a different <laughs> character, right? So, you know, just like Lou and- Mr. Or was Hama, it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done well done um (laughs) yeah you're a snitch um arnie is separate so like let's leave that where it goes but as miles he has his daughter visit so who the fuck is caroline yeah who's caroline who's that bitch (laughs) (laughs) what's really funny is that on like a golden a bunch of golden girls forums especially on reddit um there are a lot of questions about this right obviously people are like wait what what's going on you know it's like it's really really funny um somebody like uh two mock two turtle wrote if you map out all the continuity errors in the golden girls you get a map of sicily <laughs> um but i like this answer for the caroline uh response in this reddit forum by Anne or z um says i like to think that his daughter wasn't really his daughter but actually part of the witness protection program and that was the real reason she wanted rose to stay away from miles he'd be putting rose in potential danger um so i i kind of like that you know what i mean i think it's like really it's kind of awesome of just like okay yeah like caroline like it kind of explains her weirdo behavior um and you know it's it's sort of like it's like building his credibility as like this life <laughs> that he has a daughter i guess which is kind yeah of and it it sort of redeems i mean it definitely redeems caroline i guess like yeah exactly. if she really I was about it for sure but um, and then everything else falls apart though yeah i mean there's so many like again it's i feel like the fact that he plays arnie um it, it just kind of is fodder for all of these like theories and and um you wrote a piece for mental floss about uh the the most beguiling theories of the golden girls yeah. and like there's also a thought that he's rose's dating what is it like he's his own is her ex-boyfriend's brother like miles is arnie's brother or something like that what's the theory that um oh, you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah i forgot that's yeah we'll have to <laughs> well i'll i'll bring that up in a minute when i when i re-research uh it but um well but yeah, there's be careful because like go ahead. Be every, careful what? every time i um every time i open the mental floss page the, like a sound a song comes up like a really loud like booming like <laughs> so, so just be aware it's got oh, me twice that. so far <laughs> my secret my secret uh yeah research got it good to know yeah. um but um yeah i think you know it's it's funny because obviously the, this this um episode like introduces all these weird <laughs> all these weird considerations that make you question obviously the previous occurrences and then uh, you know knowing as we know and most of the people listening to this know the the you know next occurrence to your point with Seinfeld's dad but <laughs> there's even more <laughs> questions there i feel but but i still i still think they do a really good job in like the 23 minutes or whatever they have to work with um because it's just, I, you know, it just, it all, uh, Dorothy, again, like, talks as the voice of reason where she, you know, they're they're pondering this and they're also taking it seriously. Like, they don't ever introduce ridiculous storylines in the show that at least one character, almost always Dorothy, takes doesn't take seriously. Because she says, like, you've been robbed of the most basic sense of security, which is really interesting, right? Like, it's like, that's, I love that phrase. Um because that's what it is she's basically saying it's a mind fuck right like it's it's a really yeah 
it's a unique it's not a unique situation to have to what happens at the end give up a love um to you know for somebody that you still do care about but it's it is a unique situation obviously even the witness protection program but just in general if somebody reveals something about their past that you didn't know and that it actually is a complete like that they've been actually like you know writing like fictionalizing their personality again he was an accountant he had like mob ties <laughs> he's from chicago like what the fuck you know um and he's been like in you know as part of the justice system clearly like you know he was lying about grading papers what were you grading um but he he obviously has check-ins every now and again with the u.s marshals like i really you know it's it is kind of a if i were rose i'd be pretty fucking angry even if i understood the situation you know yeah angry and probably like fucked up like you know like i think that like it's it's dorothy talking about like you've been robbed of the most basic sense of security is like any lie i think like like you were saying like any big lie that you find out about somebody um yeah and it, how and i think that's often like actually rose fills that like when we were talking about um even when uh Clayton comes and Rose has to be like obviously he's dating somebody like he's dating a man you like Rose is often that person from her her sort of grief training but yes, when she's exactly. the subject of it I feel yeah, like it's hard um, to see the forest for the trees yeah and I think it's like I feel like we obviously because it does get semi wrapped up or, or something but we don't get into like sort of the um kind of the mark that that would leave I think going forward with dating but like you know when you date somebody who's like mean or like low-key deceptive or something that stays with you and it sort of like impacts you and everything you do going forward so it's really you know huge to imagine how shaken Rose is in this moment but also how yeah. sort of you know this will affect her going forward um and I even think like it's kind of like a one-two punch because it's like this big reveal and then it's like okay we'll go to Chicago for three months clean up some stuff and then we'll come back but then it's like you also you can't tell anybody where you're going you can't call your kids also now we're not going to Chicago we're going somewhere and you'll be entering the witness protection program with me like it really runs off the rails very quickly oh it's um, a hell of a ride right <laughs> yeah the, the emotions of that where you're like she has to sort of like okay i'm uh i'm being hit with this crazy information okay i'm i'm kind of over that i've accepted it okay we're going to go to chicago okay it's just for a little bit all right i've i've accepted that okay now everything else blows up in my face <laughs> it's really it's really really wild um yeah it, it it's it's interesting and i again and we've mentioned this before right where Miles like is he is a good guy like we we actually have he actually handles the situations really well and I know he asks for what he wants which is for her to come with him uh, at the end but he understands that as he says it's an impossible decision right so he's fine with it you know I mean like he's not fine with it obviously he's heartbroken but it's like he understands how he's been throwing a lot at Rose and he he can't do that to her and he understands the decision and I think what's interesting is that you know it, again she chooses this show is making a point that romantic love isn't everything and I think what's so fascinating is like 
this is you know it's like that whole i'll follow you anywhere or like okay but like not under any circumstance not under the fact that i have to give up literally every other you know relationship in my life and she chooses to stay with the girls you know and part of that is obviously you know she wants to talk to her fucking children but you know imagine it's like but but it really I, you know, I do think the show is making that point again, that there's, you know, even though at, as ridiculous as the scenario is, um, there's more to life than just that the one romance. Yeah. And I think um, Harold Gold does a really good job at playing like stressed, but trying to be calm and trying to like process all these emotions, yeah. like, particularly in the very last scene. He's like, OK, like, I get it. I have to go. You know, like it's really I think he does a really good job. And it's so much more serious in a way in a different way than like you ever have to play on sitcoms it reads like it does read very like movie to me like very mob movie or like um do you ever see the client with susan sarandon (laughs) like i feel like it's it's like exactly this like type of um like reaction and i think he does a good job with keeping it and it's sad like that's other thing is like in addition to it being such a stressful scary situation like they're both really sad that they're they're essentially breaking up um and so i think they i don't know it's a it's a really moving scene and it doesn't at least here like it ends on a sad note so uh which is you know i think fairly atypical for this show um and we don't know where what's going to happen to miles like i i imagine when you're watching this live you're like who knows if we'll ever see miles again I know. And that's not traditionally what this show does anyway. It's like bring them right. back. So I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah, he does really do a great job. And I think that's what sells it. I think that's why the end makes me tear up. I, I do think it is funny when like Rose like immediately like doesn't take a moment to be she she like respects him and loves him so much, but she also like really admires him and looks up to him. So when he says like page 73, she like has to go to it immediately and not like watch him leave or anything. You know, it's like, it's kind of funny how quickly like Betty White runs over to the uh, the couch. But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, what I think is really interesting too is like this idea of like having to to leave a love is what we were just talking about in the Mrs. George Devereaux episode, which is like the last thing you mm-hmm. say to somebody might be the last thing you say. <laughs> it's really fascinating. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's funny how that, you know, it, again, that of course would come up so many times on this show about older people. Right. And then just any, you never know when like a certain circumstance is going to blow up in your face, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We don't, we haven't seen Rose sort of have to make this type of decision really either like we've seen Dorothy in this predicament a couple times and like 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 you said like Blanche but like at this until this point at least like they've had a couple hiccups I guess but Rose and Miles seem pretty solid um I will say for somebody who's cheap shrimp cocktail and a whiskey <laughs> knee is kind of an expensive way to start your meal so like I maybe know, damn, right? <laughs> it's an easy way to save some money <laughs> <laughs> for real oh, I took that so note I also love I know, right? I also love Miles' apartment. It's so like, oh yeah, oh yeah, cliche college professor. And I, when Blanche is like, "My, look at all the other places to be." It's that is so funny. So great! It's so great. Oh my god! I will <laughs> say this of of Miles and that lecture thing. Like, I do really like him, but it's also like completely 
self-absorbed to do that to somebody particularly your girlfriend is one thing even though you know she has no fucking idea what the hell you're talking about but like <laughs> to, to sucker your girlfriend's roommates into it even if they said yes sign me up and rose assures that they want to be there like clearly read the room man <laughs> nipping at my <laughs> nose he was always they nipping at my yeah. nose he's <laughs> <laughs> nipping at my nose so great <laughs> oh my god um but yeah, I I do I love the like the reveal where Sophia is just like, yeah, you're a snitch, <laughs> snitch in a tie. <laughs> Wait, you know people who do do bodily harm then take down this dress. Grad school. Oh my god, so funny. Uh, and, She's and so Rose mad. Just yelling heck. It's so great. Yeah. What? So great. <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, going back to Sophia being so mad, don't ditch your friends for a man, okay? Like, come on. This is the whole point of this friendship thing, you know? Like, you know it's important to Sophia. You can't invite and then, you know, take take it back. So I appreciate the apology, too. And I do love the reveal that it's not even friggin' Tony Bennett, so who cares? <laughs> I know. And we never really get to see Sophia's friends um, apart from uh, the bowling <laughs> recruitment, I guess. But, like, yeah, exactly. it's cute to see Sophia with one of her friends, especially Gladys, who we've, ho- we've heard so much about in different contexts. Totally, um, totally. And she's so sweet. Like, when she comes to apologize, she really does feel bad. And she, you know, she has that poignant line. And it's great. It's really good. And I love when Dorothy... Um, Sophia's like telling Dorothy to say that she's not home and then when it's revealed that Sophia is home Dorothy's like when did you get in oh Dorothy (laughs) grow up (laughs) so good B. Arthur is so good at playing like bad acting which is such a hard skill I feel like but she's just like oh god she can do anything (laughs) I know she's really good and I it's really it's really funny because she does that often where she'll like like trying she's trying to help right she's trying to help her mother even though her mother's acting like a total ass and like absolutely being ridiculous and putting her in this predicament you know <laughs> it's just but she also like just doesn't want to hurt Gladys's feelings either so it's like everything about it is like very Dorothy's personality and then yet she just gets burned again because like she's like Sophia's like you're not following me look I'm saying lie but like come on we all know what's going on <laughs> mm-hmm. totally oh, it's really awesome um but so <laughs> i'm just trying to think of other funny things that i that I, where to even start i really love the rose panic when she comes in she hears that like the cheese man faked his death or whatever and she, dorothy's like we go through this every time this is merely a test in the event of an actual emergency <laughs> it's a great it's a great gag because it's like perfectly in line with what you would expect rose to do even though this is actually a problem um but yeah uh it's brilliant it's brilliant um i also love when um oh what did i just have i just was looking at something in my notes um hang on hang on i'm scrolling well, the rent increase is so great. <laughs> Sophia's like scheming. Uh, I love to love to see that. Um, and Blanche is like, it's funny when she like when Dorothy is Dorothy. You know, I I actually did want to ask you about this. So like, Blanche is not planning to pay for the dress, and Dorothy's right. quote unquote little spasm like causes it. And then Sophia has that whole like, <laughs> there are no accidents bit whatever. What do you think about sort of the moral conundrum of like Dorothy agreeing to just pay for the dry cleaning? Like, because 
I, you know, I think Dorothy's entirely in the right because she is she already spoke her piece verbally about how like she doesn't she doesn't subscribe to to Blanche's version of uh scamming the dressmaker or you know or the retail store wherever she bought the dress. So I th- I think she's fine. I think Dorothy's covered because she specifically like laid out where her boundaries are i think it'd be harder if it didn't obviously that's the conundrum because blanche thinks she did it on purpose whatever whatever um but i think that like similar to the bed episode like my thoughts have changed a lot of like it depends on what retailer if this is like a a, a person like a one person shop and you're scamming them that i feel really bad about it if it's like some mega crappy like fast fashion dressmaker then screw them return it yeah if you bought that dress (laughs) on amazon man more power oh, but like yeah that's what i'm saying you know what I'm, it's just like one of those things where it's like dorothy it's hard because when your sense of morality doesn't connect maybe dorothy is like you know she's still very hard line black and white with those types of morals even if like it comes from a mega retailer that blanche doesn't care about right and obviously blanche isn't even considering any of that she's just being selfish for herself um then I think it's different if you like if your morals differ from somebody else. But but I don't know. I, I think I think Dorothy's in the right, and I think Blanche is being quite ridiculous. So like yeah, I said, yeah, we're in the kitchen, right? <laughs> Asking for it. Um, yeah. I what I was gonna say when I was circling the airport earlier actually is when Rose is like, <laughs> you want to bring this like, baby in? Yeah, literally when Rose is like, things we've said in a restaurant, things we've said on our way to a restaurant. <laughs> and then you shared she's dorothy's trying so hard to be supportive but like i know everybody's got a limit (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible um two other lines i of sophia's i really love is when um you know they're the book reading and then obviously the cheese man you know uh tv you know news report comes on and he's like, hey, can we take a rain guys. check? And Sophia goes, I'd say no guys, no dice. Doesn't a rain check mean we have to come back? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great <laughs> clarification. Um, and also earlier in the day where she's like, I'm in and out on my children's first names. <laughs> I also love when she's like, um, I once prepared once prepared a six course meal with what I thought was chicken, and then like it's like a li- like a couple beats later, Dorothy like makes this connection. She's like, "My God, it wasn't my confirmation dinner, was it?" Like, oh my God, it's amazing. I love that bit so much. Seriously, oh my God. <laughs> um, it is funny there's... that visceral reaction you have as a human that could be like literally, it's literally decades ago, and you can still be like, "Holy shit, is that what?" Yeah, I'm... yeah, because like. <laughs> yeah oh my god and like the little feet dance bit it's really funny um I also love when um when (laughs) Blanche comes back from the store and Dorothy's like I'd take my dishonesty elsewhere like she's not giving up like to your earlier point like she's not backing down from her stance which like is pretty you know it's pretty clear cut it's not it's not confusing or anything like that um exactly I forgot about that one there's a lot of funny lines in this one it's like a it's a 
really like because the plot is so and I, I like this episode I you know I by me yeah. saying that the plot is wacky and doesn't make any sense it's it's not a, it's not a dig um but like there's so a lot of my notes are just like quotes like it's a really funny episode and there's a lot of like small it, like I don't know just them being at Miles's apartment is funny like how displeased they all look you know like it it, it really like from the beginning I think is like it's a funny episode. No, it's really funny. I mean, again, they do it. It gets poignant at the end, but like the the whole thing is kind of wacky, but still touching. You know, again, like we said, touches. It's it has a lot of very interesting messages and emotional messages about the choices you have to make in a romantic relationship, especially when new information is revealed. <laughs> it's really yeah. interesting, but. I love this and I, I do love the the second part of it, even if it gets like super wacky because they just, again, they always ground it in some sort of reality. And that is the, that's the key here. I feel like there are a lot of sitcoms in their later years and particularly sitcoms that are in the 1990s that get super bizarre. And it, it just <clears throat> stretches beyond that suspension of disbelief of like how these characters would react, even if, no one in their right mind would ever like have have to be in a particular situation so um but but circling back uh if we can go around the airport one more time uh the <laughs> the fan theory you were talking about before was that yes arnie was um the brother of miles who actually like he's named as jeffrey it's like when blanche is supposed to double date with him or oh, they do right. double date and then he's the dud right um but like it could be that that could be a theory of like why arnie and miles look so similar or arnie and nick or whatever you want to call it because it's the same kind of thing as like jamie and george you know right right (laughs) right right makes total sense and it's like you know and he gives different he's different details like he could be that he's actually nick so his life is totally different so that's why it doesn't really ring a bell with you know miles or uh (laughs) Or I mean, with up Blanche or Rose, so obviously a stretch because okay. they look exactly alike. But that is one. Of, that's what you were referring to earlier. Um, but it's it's just it's so fun because it's like to be a writer on this show where you're like, wow, these people took it so much further than I ever would have in my mind. You're like, we were just playing around. <laughs> totally, and I love that they're like uh, they like do this whole thing. They bring him back uh, after he's Amish. And then they're just like, nah, we don't need to talk about that again. Like, let's just, he's coming to the Moonlight Man, this party as Miles, no problem. Like, there's no, <laughs> <totally you> know, <laughs> he's been in Springfield. <laughs> and he still has a very deep vested interest in literature. He's totally exactly. given up numbers. <laughs> well, he loves to dance. So maybe he like became an accountant because he didn't know what else to do. And his interest in the arts was like, he could finally feed it. Oh, it was frowned upon. That's true. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Growing up all conservative. That's how you get in trouble. Falling in with the mob. Plank maker. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this is a fun one. That's all. But that's all I got to, to say about it. What about you? Yeah, that's we've done more than enough, I think. We've done more than enough. Love it. Um, okay, well, join us next time. We're going to discuss the romance of potatoes, saying yo, and deciphering crazy or stupid. <laughs> Take care, everybody.